Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, today I have a very special treat for you and for me as well. Now, I know a lot of you have uh, commented, you know, on some of the different stories, rock and roll stories, other things like that, that I've shared. And yes, I watch a lot of documentaries. I read a lot of bios, but I have to tell you that my guest today, Christian Swain, is one of the major sources where I have learned a lot of the stuff that I share as well. So it's an opportunity for me to geek out. He is a cool guy. And uh, so whatever you do, listen to this entire episode, because the fact that you're listening right now means there is something in this episode you need to dig into and hear today. So with that, let's roll that episode. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic and entertaining podcast. Now, let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, Christian, I am so excited to have you here with me, man. <laughs> hey, nice to be here, Jason. Uh, thanks and, uh, for being the hype man uh, for uh, for me, uh, rock and roll archaeology and Pantheon well, I- and the whole thing. I know. I got to tell you, I, uh, you know, I've loved music for a long time and, you know, I think it it must've been three or four years ago, you know, when I first hit the rock and roll archeology span podcast. Mm -hmm. So everybody that's listening, you got to go out, we'll put, we'll put notes in there, but, um, you know, really kind of made a lot of the music come to life more in understanding, um, some of the pop culture stuff and some Mm -hmm. of the things behind behind the music Mm -hmm. because i i I find that such an interesting um it it just makes it come to life more when you understand some of that stuff and you get the context behind it wow you figured it all out i didn't have to say anything Uh, that's that's why we're doing this is uh uh you know we're we're trying to create a you know a deeper emotional connection to uh, uh this music and uh you know i i call it the rock and roll 
uh, call it rock and roll archaeology, but it, it's really all the music of the late 20th century. Um, and we, we just think that, you know, historians will probably refer to it as the rock and roll era that, that seemed to be the dominant uh, music of uh, that uh, 50, 60 year period. Um, you know, when, when, you know, music was so important that it determined our tribes uh, as we were mm-hmm. going, growing up. Um, you know, I, musicians never before, um, uh, you know, definitely maybe, you know, from Bing Crosby back were ever considered the elites of any society anywhere uh, mm-hmm. in human history. Uh, and they won't be um, uh, again uh, here uh, fairly shortly. Uh, we're already seeing that they don't have the cachet and the uh, the power that uh, you know the quote unquote rock star uh, did of that uh, of the late 20th century. Um, you know, they musicians just were never in the elite category, uh, and they were for a period of time where where what they said mattered. Um, you know, people like Bob Dylan, uh, you know, the Beatles, uh, the Rolling Stones, uh, the Who, uh, you know, uh, you know, even you know people like uh, Nirvana or Pearl Jam on the other end. Um, you know, these these really made a difference to uh, to people's lives, and it was in the foreground. I, I think that's important to 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 make this point is that you know music was something to be paid attention to and i don't think that's the case with music today it's more back in the background uh, again um you know uh you know certainly uh the kids today do not uh determine their tribes by uh their music choice uh it's more about their social media uh, and their their other interests. Uh, music is now just a, another piece of their life, um, like gaming or uh, any of the other uh, activities that people do. But um, you know, there was a period of time when you know music was just really, really special, and that's what we focus on. Well, and I think it's you know to me again, it's a fascinating time because I think it's you know we'll get we'll get into more of this, I'm sure too, about you know changing society, the counterculture, you know, all this kind yep, of stuff yep. that ends up kind of seeping into everything that we do. Yep. But, but to me, you know, cause, cause growing up, I've always loved poetry as well, written some poetry, but, but poetry, you know, music is poetry with yeah. music behind it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and lyrics, it, and yeah, it adds yeah. with the lyrics and it, it adds such a different dimension to how as humans, we actually relate to it. Right. Because, again, it's like if you if you were to take a lot of the lyrics and you just read them, it's like, well, that's kind of a stupid poem, <laughs> you know, but but you put the right music and the right feeling behind it. And all of a sudden it touches us in a totally different way. Right. Yeah. You ever watch and a movie without the soundtrack on? It's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's no. You're like, whoa, what were they thinking? <laughs> Well, and I think I think it was it was a lot of the way too for us to be able to express ourselves mm-hmm. and to 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 make some change. I mean, you you mentioned people like Dylan, yeah, right. You know, I mean, his the words that he was that he was putting out there were trying to shake people up to get people to realize that things can be different. I mean, that's yeah. that's the whole what I what I see as a beautiful thing of the counterculture you know and especially in the 60s and a lot of the time like that that I see even today we're kind of repeating a lot of that stuff a lot of that same angst and cultural you know issues that we were we're dealing with there we've never fully dealt with and we're still dealing with them today again 
Yeah, um, uh, you know, I think you're right that um, uh, that the battle lines are as drawn as they were uh, 50 years ago. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, but I might suggest that the revolt roles are reversed. Um, the fact is, is that the counterculture of the 1960s is now the culture. And the counterculture of today is, you know, what was then uh, maybe referred to as the silent majority. Uh, mm. and, uh, that, you know, uh, weirdly, um, you know, and I think we said this in our, our episodes, uh, part one and part two of 1969, that, um, you know, the counterculture won the culture. Uh, you know, it was incorporated in. If you look at the progress that's been made uh, from a cultural standpoint, um, you know, those are the values that most um, Americans and, and Westerners uh, abide by. Um, you know, uh, women uh, being of equal value, civil rights, uh, environmentalism, um, um, uh, gay, uh, LGBTQ uh, rights, uh, you know, those, those are all wins. What we didn't win was the politics. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, uh, and that has kept, um, you know, the other side uh, alive. Uh, and um, uh, and still a uh, an opponent uh, instead of uh, an embraced uh, brothers and sisters uh, out there. They uh, still you know believe that um, you know society should be um, dictated a, a very particular way, whereas the you know the counterculture and now the culture um, tends to believe that no the individual gets its say and and that is paramount. Uh, to that. And we're still fighting those, uh, those uh, arguments um, 50 plus years on. Um, and, you know, one thing about this music that was really interesting uh, is that it's, it's a democratic music. It's, 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 it, and this kind of plays into, you know, after World War II, you know, American culture is dominant. Um, uh, primarily because, uh, you know, we, we were the big winners, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, our cities, uh, were not devastated, uh, like Europe and, uh, and Asia was, um, you know, and, uh, you know, we, uh, uh imported or ex excuse me, exported, you know, our culture, uh, around uh, the world. And out of that came this, um, ability for three or four people to, plug in and use electricity to sound much bigger than three or four people uh, and uh, three or four chords. And, you know, you're in business uh, mm -hmm. out there. And, uh, you know, that's kind of been the this neat bottom up uh, approach. And then what, what that means is that now lyrically, the interests are that of the common man, not the elites. If you think about, uh, you know, music uh, of the past, um, other than, you know, the folk music uh, that, the, that was the street, but, you know, the, the, the popular music uh, of it, of 
whatever time, you know, and, and I'll just throw opera out there as a, an example. That was not made for common people. It was made no. for the elites. And, um, you know, uh, America is not really supposed to be about elites. It's supposed to be about, you know, the individual and the common person. And I think that's what that battle is, is what, what does that mean? And then how much freedoms do they get? Uh, and, uh, you know, we just you know, we tend to believe that, you know, we live in a pluralistic society and that, uh, you know, there's enough uh, pie for everybody. And um, we needed to uh, spend some time uh, with our marginalized uh, brothers and sisters and getting them uh, into an equal uh, position. Uh, and uh, some people don't like that. Yeah. Well, you still see that today. But again, like you said, it, that's an interesting twist on how you said it too, that that what was the counterculture probably is the underlying culture today, the culture today. Yeah. right? Yeah. And and what's what is the counterculture? I mean, uh, you is know, the if you look at polling, at, at polling, you yeah. know, there's still, you know, there's about thirty percent of uh, the population that you know just rails against it, uh, and they got a big meg megaphone. Uh, there's no two ways about that. Uh, they're well funded. Um, you know, they were uh, the dominant culture. They they didn't you know become the Amish. Uh, as much as I wish they would, uh, you know, uh, and I mean that in the nicest way possible, yeah. you know, I, I love the Amish, you, you know, you go, you know, you don't want to live with electricity and tools, fine, but, you know, do you really need to make the rest of us do that? No. Right. So it, it's pretty, pretty simple, easy line for everybody to kind of figure out, I would think. And, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, the other side, literally does not have the 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 population or the uh, the polling to win most of these arguments so you know they're going about it in different ways well and i think it's interesting because like you said the uh, you know music you know you go back a couple hundred years and that's what it was right you know rich people show up over at somebody's house and mozart plays plays something for them and that's yeah, it as right? the help yeah that's a yeah yeah, yeah you know and uh and and that was kind of it you know, for a long time until recording kind of, you know, came out to where again, like you said, there were a lot of things. I want to say the first recordings were somewhere around the 20s ish, you know, well, where, no, uh, you can go back to about the 1870s, uh, when recording begins, but the recording industry begins in the teens. Um, yeah, that's when it really starts to become a thing in the 20s. Uh, you know, radio, uh, it becomes a, a, a dominant technology, which then makes it ubiquitous and, um, uh, and allows people to the average uh, person to, uh, to pick up and uh, engage in. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I've, that I found interesting, and again, I've, I've always loved music myself. I've always been drawn to it. That's where I, I tend to go, you know, um, think in lyrics and <laughs> music or, uh, you know, movie, movie lines and things like that. Yeah, it's just exactly. how my brain, brain kind of works, but it's, it's, it's interesting too. Cause well, one you've of the been things, marinating in it. Uh, I have been, I have been. <laughs> I've always got my earphones in, but, but it's, it's interesting too, that, that there is such a draw to music in general, right? I mean, I was doing some research about YouTube. I think of any, any video on YouTube with over a billion views has one thing in common music video. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, even if it's shark baby, you know, or yeah. other stuff like that. But oh, thanks, but... Jason. Now I'm gonna get that stuck <laughs> in my head for the next two days. <laughs> so will I. But anyway, sorry, I retract that. 
but but just of how it 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 really hits us all at kind of a deep level and, and so i wanted to to kind of go back because i always i always like kind of the genesis stories too of why people are doing what they're doing mm -hmm. today right because i'm i'm kind of in the same way we all change over time mm -hmm. and i know earlier you know your your career wasn't always being a, a podcaster or you know what? talking about this no. kind of stuff oh, of i know i know i know i know right? i came out of the womb a podcaster what are you talking about <laughs> Um, you know, and I know you've, you've been a musician for a long time too, but maybe because, because I know it's always helpful for people to kind of understand the journey some other people have gone on because sometimes, you know, people are kind of hiding or think that they have to fit a certain mold and that they can't do what they really want to do or love mm -hmm. to do in life. And so they kind of stay stuck there. And I, and I think you're one of those people too, that it was like, you know, how did you get into this? What was some of the stuff that kind of got you to going, you know what, this is how I'm going to spend at least this next phase of my life, if not the rest of my life doing yeah. this, which was completely different of what you started off doing. Well, when I was 16, I was bitten by a radioactive spider. And uh, <laughs> oh, wrong uh, story. I think there's a new movie about <laughs> yeah, that again. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, look, I, I, I've always, you know, been, you know, uh, uh, addicted to this there's just i guess no other word for it uh since i was a, a kid um uh music um I, I can't imagine life without it uh when you get right down to it and um and i think it was you know it, it it's it's part of the entertainment experience of storytelling and i just think that storytelling is you know, so critical to um you know, the human species and, and civilization itself. I mean, uh, you know, I just think that that's a, a big factor of what um, separates us from, uh, from maybe the other uh, flora and fauna on this planet is the ability to tell these stories and, and reiterate that to the next generations and, and, and further and further down the line and, and be able to retain that uh, and do something with it. Uh, is what we've been able to do. And I, I think we were talking before uh, in the green room here that, uh, you know, I, I think if humanity were to end uh, and, uh, you know, an alien species were to show up and say, well, what is it about these human things that lived here? Um, you know, they'll come down to, you know, three major uh, achievements. And uh, one was the capture of fire. Uh, the second was the invention of the wheel and the third is storytelling and those three things you can you you can find anything that we do and trace it back to those three um, uh, inventions or discoveries uh, that were made uh, you know uh, millennia ago um, and so you know I, I don't gravitate to the uh, the fire side uh, or the wheel side um, you know I'll leave that to the engineers and the scientists and uh, you know the, uh, the 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 merchants and the executives and, and all of that uh, sort of thing you know I, I have always gravitated to the storytelling uh, side of things I find stories so fascinating uh, and I mean that from I think every being uh, uh, and I mean all, forms of life have a story to tell uh, individually and collectively. Uh, and um, I think songwriting is sort of like the Cliff Notes version 
of of all of that you know it's it's had and and, and maybe the hardest of, of of the 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 forums because you have to tell a story in a short period of time or you have to make it a point in a in a short period of time and granted it can be you know pretty innocuous uh, you know two people fall in love uh you know or it can be you know uh complex uh uh, you know, uh, a, a, a point about life or growing old or complex uh, subjects. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, and you can tell it. And, and I think those who do it with the most clever uh, cleverness uh, tend to, uh, you know, use metaphor, analogy, uh, double entendre, uh, you know, hidden meaning uh, and things like that. And that's, those are the, the songs that I think have the most legs that that stay with us and you keep going back and going did you really mean that or you know and then and then through your life those songs tend to mean something different and i'll i'll i'll, I'll stop with one last thing and that is the music itself uh, uh touches a, a weird part of the brain uh that um uh stays with us almost in a way that smell uh, does uh, you know uh, how many times have you walked into some place that that it's a smell just brought back these memories from you know decades ago and you just immediately are put back in that place well songs do exactly the same thing you know they just they can put you back exactly where you were the first time you you heard it uh, and you fell in love with it the first time uh, and I think that's really 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 interesting uh, and important and on the other end of life, uh, you know, take Tony Bennett, for example, who, you know, we all know uh, has um, severe Alzheimer's uh, at this point and has had a pretty significant case for the last uh, five or so years. And yet, while he has been unable to function uh, uh, or communicate um, naturally uh, in speech, you put a microphone in that guy's hand and you start that band up and boy, it all is right there and it all comes back. And that's, that's just fascinating to me. Yeah, well, it is. And like you said, it, you know, there's, there's the, um, the idea too, like that of where different songs or different things can bring up the memories from the past for us, help us relive some of those things. But like you said, the, those stories in song, can mean completely different things you know uh, when, mean, when, when 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 done right people yeah, yeah different or, things or, to different people and yeah, different things different from the artist to uh you know there, there, there's plenty of evidence of uh you know the artist going you you took what out of that okay uh, <laughs> or, or some of them because i remember a paul simon interview where i think it was sound of silence and somebody's asking him what does that even mean right because there's a lot of like really kind of different stuff in that song like what did you mean when you wrote that that yeah. line and i remember him saying you know that was 1970 whatever i don't really remember that year i was too stoned to remember what was going on right so yeah because there's with and, and that's that's the way with art in general anyway right is it's 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 interpretive yeah, yeah. It's, it's interpretive a, you know not necessarily what the artist meant is how it's interpreted to the people who are yeah, viewing again, it or listening you, to it yeah and i and i i just think that look you know we are all individuals uh and we need to be treated as such uh and given the freedom to be whoever we want to be and i, I personally think 
that's you know of an um, that is one of the unique features of America and this this experiment this this ideal because you know we are we are, we are not built on a particular people we're not built uh, on a shared history uh, or even a religion you know we literally were you know cobbled together uh, from a variety of sources. And, um, you know, have tried to make that our primary mission, which is a, a thought, an ideal, not, you know, blood or soil. It literally is, uh, a, you know, a, 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 an abstract creation that we're all trying to uh, maintain and achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because really, I mean, it's to Taco Bell's talking about the melting pot. We have been a melting pot in yeah. every different way right even no, even the, our musics you know I don't everything understand else why is... we don't embrace that as, i mean you know that you know you know they you know this talk of american exceptionalism um you know i, I chafe at that uh, like like any educated person should you know all peoples and countries have some exceptionalism about them but what is american exceptionalism well you know we probably you know, are made up of more people of the planet than anywhere else, even to this day. You know, we started that way, you know, other people are catching up, but we started it. Uh, and yet we really railed against it in many areas and times, um, uh, you know, you know, I mean, you know, obviously slavery comes to mind uh, as the top notch there, uh, women being chattel uh, and, you know, but we've improved that concept over the last 240 years. Uh, and I think that's a great thing. And I, you know, and, you know, I, I don't know how long American dominance uh, will continue. Um, you know, there, there, there's plenty of evidence that, you know, we may have peaked, um, uh, and if you listen to rock and rock theology, we, we kind of say that maybe we peaked in 1969, uh, not just musically, but, you know, that's also the year that men landed on the moon. And, um, you know, that, that to, to us is, you know, the ultimate achievement. We got off the rock. That's insane. That's, that's incredible. Um, you know, and, uh, I, you know, I think you know, maybe we've squandered a bit of um, that opportunity. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we, we made some great improvements uh, along the way as well. Yeah. Well, and I think one, one of the things that I love so much about music too, is it's, it's a way to bring people together, right? In, in yeah. that, that, that maybe come from so many different backgrounds, so many other things, but music is actually one of those things that we can you know, have in common with other people that we can share with other people and that we can connect with other people about that's, that's kind of different than a lot of the other things about our life, right? It, it's kind of an equalizer in, yeah. a, in, in a lot of ways, because it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're black, brown, white, yellow, you know, if you're, if you're a billionaire, if you're, you know, a bum on the street, it's, we can, we can still all kind of come together and enjoy that time together well more so today than i even think in the past is that um you know uh you know music used to create tribes uh you know we, especially when you started having these genres uh pop up uh in the 1970s um you know our episode 21 um 
uh, is about uh, that first, you know, real big schism, which is, uh, you know, the the hard rock or heavy metal. Um, you know, a lot of uh, the critics and the uh, intelligentsia, uh, you know, rejected that and um, said, oh, this is bad music. Um, we should pay attention to Joni Mitchell and... Uh, um, uh, James Taylor and, uh, you know, people like that. Uh, and I, I, th I think that was wrong. Uh, but, um, you know, today, now I, I, I see people all the time, uh, you know, cross uh, genres without blinking. And I think that's a great thing. And, and you know, I was, I, I've been putting some thought into that. And um, there, there are a lot of factors. But one of the big factors, I think, is the festivals that, uh, you know, have been mm -hmm. uh, such a big thing in uh, in music over the last 25 or 30 years. Uh, when they really, you know, you start to, you know, you think about the early ones like Lollapalooza and Little Fair and things like that, where, you know, they now, you know, now we have Coachella and Bonnaroo and, uh, you know, and now every town's got a festival or two. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and to draw the number of people that you need to do that, you look at the variety of those acts. And then mm -hmm. now you're exposing people to a variety of sounds. And that's, there's nothing but greatness out of that. Well, and I think too, I mean, that was, you know, um, I mean, one of the big ones, Woodstock, right? Um, wood, what was that? Wood, what? You wood, 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 what? Yeah, I think that happened in 1969 too, right? It but did it, happen in 1969. It did, oh my yes. gosh. Yes. But it, but it's it's one of those, you know, as again, because I was going back and kind yeah, of- Yeah, I guess there's the first big festival, huh? Well, it was definitely the one that gets all the press, put it that way. It gets all the press, but it, but it, but to me, it was, it was interesting, the- a lot of the things that kind of went into that and kind of from a social standpoint, right. Is, mm -hmm. you know, I can only imagine a lot of the kids that, that started heading that way. They found out there was something going on and when they get there went, Holy shit, there's half a million of us sitting here. Right. Yeah. And I remember, you know, from a lot of the different documentaries and other things of people saying, I had no idea that there were this many people that like the same way who felt I the same way I do. Yeah. And, and to me, that's such a beautiful thing. And I think even today, though, that's still the case. There's a lot of people that are out there thinking, well, I'm the only one that feels this way, but you're not. No, no. <laughs> right. There's not. a lot of people no. that feel the same yeah. way. And if we could, you know, kind of remember some of that stuff and have more of these opportunities, like you said, like the music festivals or other things like this for for people that maybe feel marginalized or feel on the outer outer ring of of a particular area to realize there's a lot of people just like you and it's okay to be you it's okay to put flowers in your hair and go around barefoot and smoke pot or whatever you you know I'm just from a hippie standpoint but there there's other things too right that that we're not there's so many more we're so much more alike than we realize Oh, that's true across the planet. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, people on an individual level are pretty much want the same things. You know, they want food, shelter, security, education for their children, um, some health care as they get uh, older, uh, and an ability to make the life that they want to lead. Everybody wants that. Now, some of us get more options than others. Uh, and, you know, uh, I think uh, we'd like to see a little bit more equalization uh, of that. 
Um, but uh, to your point, yeah, um, you know, we, we all basically want the same thing as individuals. It's, it's positions of power that uh, start to um, divide and, uh, and uh, convince uh, groups of people that the, they deserve more or less uh, and, uh, you know, are, you know, willing to, uh, you know, uh, go and get it from somebody else. Um, uh, kind of like what we're seeing in Ukraine right now. Uh, you know, this is, uh, um, you know, to, to, and, and we're, we're going to talk we have music and politics and culture and technology. That's what we talk about here with rock and roll archaeology. So, um, uh, I rarely get a chance to mix you know, current uh, affairs uh, in, I'm usually looking uh, from the past um, uh, and trying to make a point of why we live in the world that we live in today. But let, let, you know, this, this, if you think about this, this thing in Ukraine, it's one man <laughs> that has made this decision. And that to me is just fucked up. Uh, and now you look at the destruction that has been created uh, in this short period of time. Um, you know, to the point of, you know, uh, you know, what uh, we all should consider are war crimes. And uh, uh, for what? For, for, because you're paranoid? Because you're afraid? Um, you know, uh, yeah, maybe uh, Vladimir should have spent more time uh, listening to uh, some <laughs> <Hunt>. Yeah. <laughs> or at least Kumbaya. <laughs> you know, pull out the guitar yeah, and yeah. start playing obviously, Kumbaya. Yeah, yeah, obviously he did not get back in the USSR <laughs> and understood it. So. No, he didn't understand that song at all did he but anyway well no i, I you know i want i wanted to kind of you know talk a little bit about what what you're doing there with with pantheon too because i think again it's for for any musical nerds like me you know that don't know about what you guys are doing you need to know about what they're doing because oh, it's pretty nice. fucking cool so you want to you want to just kind of spend a couple minutes just kind of sharing kind of what yeah. what you've kind of pulled together there because again I think it's pretty amazing and people need to know about it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, uh, Pantheon uh, podcasts or uh, Pantheon Media, uh, the official name. Um, you know, we just recognized uh, that uh, there was going to be a lot of podcasts out there. There are now two point eight million podcasts uh, available. And like a lot of content, um, the big question is always about discovery. You know, how, how do you separate yourself from that uh, sea of, um, of mediocrity uh, out there? Uh, and we just kind of felt that if we could um, uh, work in a very particular vertical uh, being music, then we would kind of become a safe harbor for people who are interested in finding music related podcasts. And uh, we started with our own, you know, rock and archaeology is the cornerstone of Pantheon. Uh, and uh, we started building shows around that because uh, it does take us quite a bit of time to research, right? And put those shows out. We do about two or three a year. And, uh, you know, and so we get our fans going, okay, uh, can you do something else in between? And we said, yeah. So we started coming up with these originals. We came up with six originals. Um, and then we started uh, making podcasts for other uh, third parties, um, some corporate clients and uh, some uh, celebrities and things like that. And then the next thing we know, we had people contacting us saying, hey, we want to be a part of your network. And so we put a lot of time and effort over the last three years building the Pantheon Podcast Network. 
and we have 90 plus shows now. Uh, we are music agnostic. We love it all. Uh, if I could find a, uh, a, a music uh, show on Bollywood or Hindi music, I would put it on in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we are constantly expanding uh, the palette for our audience. Um, you know, uh, you know, obviously we, you know, we, we kind of came from classic rock and that era and kind of look back. Um, but, uh, you know, we've brought in uh, current shows that are looking at uh, new uh, rap artists. We've got a new show called The Wrap Up that actually goes out and tries to find uh, new uh, like up and coming rappers and yeah, up and comers. And conversely, we also uh, brought on Soren Baker uh, with his show, uh, Unique Entertainment, which uh, he's got 30 years of uh, some of the greatest hip hop artists uh, on interview. Uh, and he is exposing that for the first time. Uh, you know, he's a well-known music journalist in that uh, that space. Um, you know, we've got music uh, shows from the 80s. Uh, we have uh, music shows d- specifically about Kiss uh, or Bob Dylan. Um, well, now there's two sides of the coin for you, right? Um, so we love it all. Uh, and we're, we're trying to find as many diverse voices uh, uh, to tell those tales, uh, to, you know, expose how special this particular time was and that it can be recreated again if people want it. Uh, you know, the, the music today, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the music today sucks. I disagree. I, I you know, I, I, there's just so much of it. The problem is, is that your music, your kind of favorite music just isn't um, commoditized, valued, uh, or promoted uh, to the top of the the charts uh, out there. But, you know, if you're interested in, you know, let's say Swedish death metal, well, there's plenty of Swedish death metal out there to be had. Uh, no problem. One of my sons finish. Finnish oh, oh, death metal. oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry, oh, right. there's, there's a big, a big difference. difference. I know they're both know. Scandinavian, <laughs> but no. I mean, this kid has actually like learned Finnish and everything else. Oh my he God. He's got a thing for Finnish metal bands. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, as long as he doesn't eat anybody, he's okay. <laughs> um, so, because uh, I believe that actually did have a moment of Finnish uh, yeah. death metal. Anyway, uh, yeah. Or yeah. black metal or whatever metal it is, guys, please give me a break. Uh, you know, but, <laughs> but the fact is, is that, that you know, look, uh, we, we, we think it's all valuable that there's something that uh, of interest uh, to, to, you know, anybody's palate. And what we like to do is create a deeper emotional connection to that music and i think through storytelling uh we're able to achieve that we and and that makes the music uh, even more valuable uh, than it is by just listening to it well i think it does and it's even uh, you know again we were in the green room we were talking a little bit about weird al right yeah. again one of one of my well, heroes well, I got to meet a couple of well, you got to meet a little while ago right so you know one of my heroes i mean i remember growing up you know having to stay up late listening to dr demento just so i could hear weird al songs and you know yeah. he dj he dj'd some of those some of those shows as well but i you know it's it's um he, he he is just one of those guys too and i know you 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 just met him i mean you just talked yeah. to him a little bit but super genius yeah super super genius guy and 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 you know, you know more than I do. I just remember a couple of things. Like one time, I remember some journalist saying, "You know, weird, you're Al. You're actually a pretty good musician. Why do you play this silly music?" 
And he makes some comment about, well, aren't there enough people doing that already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love, uh, I love his quote from uh, the, uh, the announcement of the current biopic that uh, the trailer with Daniel Radcliffe just came out this week, uh, which look, this is a send up of the biopic. It is not an actual, please don't go and expect to actually see the weird health story. Cause that is not what you're going to get, you know, and nor should you, you know, but when they announced it, he said, I promised my fans that every 33 years I will make a movie because the last movie you made, which was UHF was 33 years ago. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, cause that's how he thinks. But, um, uh, look, no other uh, comedy um, uh, musician uh, in history um, has even gotten close to what Al has achieved. I personally think, and we, and you and I, we're gonna we're gonna start this uh, this uh, process right now uh, to get uh, Weird Al into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, he, he deserves, deserves to be there, man. Completely another absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of friends are pushing the monkeys and I, I agree with that too. I think culturally uh, the monkeys had a huge um, yeah. uh, impact on making rock and roll um, a bigger part of the firmament firmament. Now maybe they helped commoditize. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the whole thing was about. But. Which, which, which they maybe railed against later on. Uh, certainly Mike Nesmith did. Uh, and uh, by going and creating uh, the first national band and, and helping uh, develop the alt uh, country uh, scene in the early 70s. Um, but uh, they deserve to be in the Rock Hall uh, as well. But, uh, you know, um, hey, look, you know, uh, you can't be serious all the time and, and rock and roll is not serious all the time. Uh, and if, if we get if we get the monkeys and Weird Al uh, in, I'm going for Spinal Tap after that. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn it up to 11, baby. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> right, right. No, well, right. I don't know. They, I, just, I Personally, I think they belong in Rock Hall more than Dolly Parton does. Uh, <laughs> and I love Dolly Parton, don't get me wrong, but well, Come it's on, it's, it's the, a rock it's, and roll hall of fame. Right? I know, but how, how many how many songs has she written that nobody knows she wrote that that oh, true. people have covered, and that's that's oh, probably yeah, why, yeah. from a songwriter well, perspective. Yeah, but then maybe we should change the name to you know the Pop Music Hall of Fame or or, or something like that. <laughs> Might be the it's just getting to be not really rock and roll. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's you know especially on the the softer type of stuff like i like i i, I disagree with the people who say well hip-hop does well no 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 hip-hop is the music of the street rock and roll was the music of the street the point of that was that you know you and a couple of buddies could make it fairly easily yeah. uh and um uh, i don't mean make it big i mean just make it uh so you you know and that that and you can do that with both uh you know uh, uh rock and roll originally and 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 hip-hop today so I, I i believe hip-hop is the closest thing to actual rock and roll so like when eminem got in uh yesterday uh which totally completely and utterly deserved now maybe positionally wise uh we should have had a, a, a couple of early black acts get in first but the guy definitely deserves it uh, no two ways about that um so uh, uh i believe that but country music um you know you know they got their own rock you know got their own hall of fame right yes you they know, do been uh, to it. and it's great and i love it i've been to it too yeah in fact look i, I got i got the rhyman hat on uh, oh yeah, yeah so yeah so you know uh to each their own 
but you know uh, maybe maybe if if we're going to categorize things then you know let's use some sort of scientific methodology uh, well, but you and I know there's some political now I'm just things ranting. behind behind it. So anyway, yeah. yeah. But Weird Al, <laughs> Weird Al, final chap. The monkeys all belong in the Rock and Roll Hall. Well, and and I love you know one of the things that I love about him too is I didn't realize I think it was on a when he was doing something with Jay Leno they were doing their driving the car thing or something oh, like okay. that. But oh, he was oh. talking about do you know how he got his name Weird Al? How he came up with that? think i do but you'll have to pull it out of my head. so when he was it was junior high or high school you know tall gangly kind of kid yeah. right and yeah. people used to call him weird al because they thought he looked weird right yeah. and instead of like you know like most of us do he embraced it yeah he embraced it he he not only embraced it i mean he fucking took it to the bank right yeah. about about that that it's all right to be weird you know, it's well, all right is, to be different than, than he is other white people. and nerdy. He is. He is I love that song, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, 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 for, for those of you who don't know, you know, uh, Al is, uh, you know, was an accelerated young man. Uh, he went to St. Louis Obispo, uh, slow um, uh, the, the tech college up there for to be an architect when he was 14 years old. So. You know, yeah, he was kind of like a Doogie Hauser, and you know, back in that time, you know, if you weren't uh, the accepted uh, American male model, uh, you know, uh, ready for the football game and uh, and all of that, uh, then you were weird. So, um, I'm weird, Christian. I think you're. I'm weird, weird Jason. Jason. Right. So <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm all good with it. <laughs> Oh man, no. It, well, it's been uh, it's been great talking to you. I mean, it's it's. Um, I geeked out, and 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 I think too. I mean, it's the you know you're you're the kind of guy that I consider like a brother from another mother kind of thing, oh, where it's man. like I'm, you know I feel no. the same way. Well, I mean, because we both um, you know view the world in, in a certain way, or just trying to help and and make it better. And like you said, you mean, oh, I mean, I'm sorry, you mean the right way. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, right, because there's a, there's always a right and a wrong there's way. Right? No, there's only one way. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Right. Live and let live, man. You know, uh, that's, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, like we said, the counterculture is the culture. And, and the, the whole point of the counterculture was, hey, look, you know, we, we, we don't have to just, uh, you know, you know, grow up and be baby making machines and you know clock in and clock out and uh you know and die and go to heaven uh you know there's there's something more to life uh you know we're here to experience it and uh you know lucky lucky for us um you know we were born at a time when that became you know an acceptable way of of living uh, even though a lot of people were against it it still happened uh, and it and it infected the rest of the culture um, in mostly good ways. Uh, you know, it's mostly a positive experience. Uh, you know, nobody's nobody's suggesting on this side of the fence that you have to live life this way too. You know, you you just gotta let us live it that way if that's what we want to do. Um, you can go and live the weird crazy way you want to live and we kind of think it's kind of weird too you know but it's okay <laughs> it's all good because we're weird you just need to be weirder too i think that 
So let's just make this all about Weird Al. Weird Al <laughs> is the prophet of this generation or this this era. You know, he is he is our Jesus. Uh, that uh, you are know, we going to be living in an Amish paradise? In an Amish paradise, <laughs> yes, of course we will. Yes, yeah, 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 and we will we will wake up and beat it every day. Oh, a rocky road, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm fat, I'm fat oh, from eating all my rocky road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, I, you know, yeah. and I think it's, I think it's, you know, again, good, good lessons for you know, so many people in this world are stressed out, they're freaking out, you know, they're under a lot of pressure and stress. You know, music. There's good, there's good reason to be. Well, you got a madman with a bunch of nuclear weapons, you know, beating up on his fucking neighbor uh, and threatening everybody else at the same time. What a fucking dick. That guy's a fucking dick. Period. End of story. Okay. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, we just went through a two year pandemic. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, you know, we here had to, you know, live four years with an imbecile uh, in charge. Uh, an incompetent, you know, and I, I don't want to go too far down this other than that, uh, you know, I can disagree, uh, you know, I disagreed with many of our presidents uh, in the past, but you know, at least I always knew that they had, um, you know, the country's um, interests at heart, you know, and I mean the country, not themselves, you know, this, this imbecile was all about himself, A, number one, and P, he was fucking incompetent uh at everything at everything so no wonder everybody's stressed out uh oh, oh that reminds me i need to uh re-up my prescription for ativan so <laughs> thanks for reminding you <laughs> up it and take it with a you know a vodka or whiskey whiskey chaser oh too. yeah that'll, double, that'll, that'll double, improve double, the potency like, of it as well yeah you said something about uh, <laughs> cannabis and marijuana you can add that <laughs> Yeah. And I'm not the only one. Look, even my mom takes fucking pot jellies these days. Uh, well, so. we're legal in California, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's you know, but again, it's the uh, you know part of it too of what I what I kind of go back to is music helps us chill out too in a lot of it ways. It does, right? It and does. We should all do more of that. And you know, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, and let, let's let's maybe end with this is, you know, we spent this time talking about rock and roll and, and uh, you know, I'm sure your audience has figured out that I'm, I'm a goddamn fucking communist. Pink <laughs> I'm not really. They just think I am. You know, I believe in socialism, like Social Security, you know, like Medicare, uh, you know, things like that. But I also have been an entrepreneur, you know, yeah, my yeah. whole life. Uh, and I believe in capitalism. I just don't believe in unfettered capitalism. I, I believe that capitalism, like the NFL, needs fucking rules or people die. It's just, it's, I don't know. It just seems like logic to me, you know. But, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm wearing this Ryman hat here, Mother Church, yeah. you know, I love yeah. country music, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I love Nashville and I, I love the South, you know, and all this fucking music comes from there, you know, it started down there and uh, I just don't understand why, you know, we, we can't all, in the words of Rodney King, get along, you know? Yeah, just get along, love each other, you know, and again, I mean, that's where I come back to the Woodstock. Embrace our differences. Embrace our that, differences. The greatness. Yes. Yeah. And just have some peace and love and listen to music with each other because 
you know, let it be, let everything else be just, just love each other. Summer is 69, baby. If we could just live, live yeah. the love summer of 69. Yeah. And, and yeah. continue to keep it forward. You know, again, even if there's crazy shit going on in the world around us, at least in our little bubble of people that are around us, the people that we love, the people that we're trying to take care of, at least we can have that kind of circle and summer of love with the people that we interact with, right? And at least yeah, if we, even I, if we I, can't I just like change to see the that whole circle world. get bigger and bigger. Uh, and I, I just think, you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just the simple way to live life. Why, why complex your life out being angry at other people and how they live? as long as it doesn't really affect you and it, and it doesn't really, you know, a gay pride flag does not really affect you. Um, you know, it, it, it you know, it, it's not look the second that they start knocking on your door and saying, you got to be gay. I'm on your side. I promise. I promise. But I also know that's never fucking going to happen. So, you know, anyway, uh, we could do this all day long. Yes, we could. <laughs> but unfortunately, we've got other stuff we got to get going on. And yep. um, yeah, because we got we got our own spreading of love and kindness and everything else that, that we're doing. And I'm sure you've got plenty of other podcasts and things to get to get out there. Work. To the I, I got to go to work is what I got to do. <laughs> go to this is fun for me uh, to talk about uh, Pantheon and rock and roll archaeology and you know, just um, life in general, you know, being philosophical for an hour is, is fun. So I appreciate that, Jason, allowing. Me well, it's, that's why this is one the of the platform to do that. One of the favorite things that I that I love, love doing is exactly having these kind of conversations and sharing them and sending them out. You know, I mean, again, like we talked about before, music up until the recording industry and radio and some of this other stuff, people all throughout the world couldn't get access to some of this stuff. Now yeah. we got technology, we got podcasts, we got radio, we got streaming music, yeah. we got everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's YouTube. There's so many ways for people literally all over the world to hear hear music, hear hear stories, hear yeah. people talking about trying to make the world a better place. And we have an opportunity and both you and I and people yeah. that are listening are doing their little part. So let's just keep making this you know, our little bubble bigger and bigger and bigger so that we can, you know, love and care for more people. And that's what I want, man. Peace yeah. and love. Peace that's and love. Peace, love, music. Peace, be, yeah, yeah to, to quote Ringo, peace and love. Uh, that's what we're trying to do at Rock and Roll. I mean, uh, Pantheon uh, is to, um, you know, provide a, 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 a large place for, uh, you know, a playground for, for people to come and, you know, learn about um, this music and and the people who made it, uh, and, and and from the top to the bottom. Uh, you know, we just launched a new show called Backstage Pass, a limited series that we did uh, in uh, association with Sony's The Orchard, um, that uh, is uh, about the uh, early lighting uh, guys in the UK. Uh, mostly out of ESP lighting uh, in the hmm. early seventies and you know, really they all came out of the theater business and th you know, that that's what created those spectaculars of, uh, you know, the 1970s, uh, the ability when sound and light and uh, the production values got to be um, um, something more than just, you know, a postage stamp uh, stage <laughs> and some white lights uh, that the, the Beatles had to deal with uh, throughout their uh, touring career. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, so, you know, from, from those guys, you know, to the 
highest uh, peaks of uh, of uh, of, uh, of rock stardom. Um, we try to tell all those stories um, from a variety of sources and a variety of uh, perspectives out there. Yep. Well, so again, check out the the uh, show notes below because we'll have links uh, to go out there. But yeah, with ninety plus channels. You know, you're already listening to a podcast right now. You like podcasts, so go it's listen really to easy. go listen to some other ones, right? It's yeah. like click subscribe and hey, here yeah. you go. Yeah. So, uh, but Christian, thank you, thank you for coming on. Oh, man. thanks for having me, Jason. It's a great time great. Yeah, talking to you, and we'll have to do it again. Talk soon. All right, see you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.